We are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Express Thoughts. Hello, my name is Noah Barger, and I'm joining uh, Brother Mike today for the Express Thoughts episode, where we will be discussing. Yes, we're gonna today's episode. I'm very excited about it, and uh, I welcome you all uh, to tune in and uh, to listen a little time. Uh, I welcome you all about and uh, for this episode or. Uh, Together with Brother Noah, we're going to talk about uh, some questions and answers of uh, the reality of life. That's right. That uh, there's many, many questions that uh, surrounds humanity at this point in time. Yeah, and we were looking around and thinking of uh, what's a special episode that we can do. And we were thinking a uh, question and answer. I never hurt anybody uh, to be more educated and learn different topics. So. Uh, we peruse the internet and different places and ask people uh, to see what their burning questions are of, of new believers, unbelievers, current believers, and all those alike. Uh, and let's answer some questions that you might even have and get some more clarity. Yeah, uh, that's correct. It's like um, sometimes even you, you know, you, you hear me saying that uh, as we uh, live life, we have uh, many, many questions that uh, surround us at times and... Uh, I tell people, you know, for uh, our questions, sometimes we'll receive answer, but sometimes, you know, there will be many questions with no answer. But this is uh, beside the point that uh, on someone uh, desire searching for an answer to a situation of life, and they come to the word of God or uh, through the perspective uh, perspective of life. Uh, we should be able to pray to God to help us to answer those questions. That's right. And the uh, and the frames and the parameters that uh, of understanding that comes upon us and that we can release forward. And uh, yeah, and uh, the way Brother Noah say, you know, if uh, even if you can submit your own questions, you know, will uh, be more than welcome to to have a communication. It's like an open topic. An opic subject topic question of life uh, the reality of life that uh, encapsulate us that surround us and uh, we'll try to be there for each other and uh, I welcome you one more time have a good time and uh, let's keep rolling and uh, brother Noah let's you want to say something a uh, few words and some questions then we'll go from there and uh, yeah so yeah uh, I said in a little earlier, you know, this is from any perspective. You could be a long-time believer, a new believer, somebody who doesn't believe. All these questions still apply. Uh, these, all these questions have answers. Um, and so just really tune in, and um, if you have any more questions you'd like to ask, of course, as Mike said, submit them, and uh, be sure to answer them in a future podcast. Amen. We're going to have to be in open communication with, That's right. uh, with the audience and the uh, people that will, will, uh, will join us and, uh, for discussion. For discussion for uh, talking about the things of life so absolutely um all right mike you ready for the first question please go ahead all right praise so, god from an unbeliever's perspective why should they believe in the bible uh thank you for asking this uh, this question uh is a is a powerful question and uh it goes down to the root of uh, of everything, of uh, to the root of every belief system that there exists, mm -hmm. because uh, we as uh, 
humans uh, as a humanity we try to understand the purpose of life and the meaning of life and why why we are what we are and sometimes we do what we do and the way the question was from an unbeliever perspective why that unbelief uh, believe uh, should uh, believe in the bible he has no connection with the bible and then uh, because uh, I would like to say that it's one thing to understand the Bible through a perspective of a lib- librarian to read the Bible and uh, it's another thing to approach the, the Word of God, the Bible as being the Word of God and uh, why should they believe in the Bible? I could say what, why should they believe into the, into the Word of the Living God? So the difference between uh, the Bible and uh, the Word of God and any other books is that the Bible, which means the Word of God, the Scriptures, inspired by God, released by God, revealed by God, they uh, truly have the power of transformation of people's life. So from an unbeliever uh, perspective, the way they see and they perceive things, this will be like a, 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 a logical question. Right. Uh, you you want me to maybe to understand or to comprehend or to uh, agree with your uh, belief system, which is found and built around the Word of God and the Bible. What should I believe in the Bible? So the answer to that question, why? should someone believe in the Bible is because the Bible is the true uh, living Word of God that has the power of transformation. It has the power to take a shape in someone's life. So, you see, like, uh, if someone read like any other book, like a, a novel or a book, and he reads the book and then that person that reads that book uh, he tried to assimilate that book, he tried to be part of that book. Mm. So you see, they read a story and they see themselves part of that story. Uh, I will take you to a little upside down or a different point of view. When you read the Word of God, the Word of God wants to be part of you. So now, the Word of God wants to be part of your life. So now you see, I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is uh, he just came in right now, on on asking this question, you know, and trying to answering. I say why uh, to make a difference between uh, the Bible, which is the Word of God, and any other book. You know, there are plenty of books, uh, strong books, uh, deep books, beautiful books. So I think this is uh, to me it makes sense. You, you you read the story. Some people they go to see a movie. When they, when they see something, a movie, or they read a story, they want to be part of the action. Right, right. Here comes the Word of God. When you read it, He wants to be the Word of God. God wants to be part of your life. So, here, a, bu- a book might open these pages for you as a character. But here we can see the book, the Bible, the Word of God, that wants to be part of your life. Okay. So, yeah, so this is like uh, why. That's, that's why it's like 
is a difference is a is a has the power to transform people's life so it's all it comes ba- uh, down to how i approach how how i come to the approach of reading the word of god or believing that is the word of god because uh, uh, more than anything else uh, believe is going to be a, a critical point of someone's faith when you when you yeah so from an unbeliever tell him that uh, believing in the bible or believing in the word of god i like to say more believing in the word of god it opens a, a pathway of transformation or restoration a, a new perspective so yeah this is a, 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 a good point uh, from an unbeliever perspective why should believe the bible because the bible has the authority and the power to change your perspective okay okay that makes sense so i th- i think that um i think that you've you've answered the next question quite well too but maybe we can expand on it so the next question would have been how is it different from any other book which i think you've answered pretty clearly but maybe we can expand on some things uh, so maybe somebody who's unfamiliar with these terms like uh, transformation and restoration, what does this exactly mean and, and why would somebody want that uh, activated within their lives? You know, if they're already feeling that their life is good, life is content, you know, why would they want these things? You know, why would they want restoration or transformation? Uh, one of the things is like uh, we, as, as, uh, we as humans, we are on the, on the quest of searching for something. So from the from the first time breathing life and starting our journey on this pathway of life, we are searching for something. So even at points when uh, life seems good, there's always that uh, uh, the notion that something better hmm. is a no is always a extra step, is always extra mile, is always uh, make another step. So. Even if, if life seems good, uh, is always an opportunity for something better. Right. Okay. So now the difference between the 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 book, the Word of God, and any other books is that when you are captivated by the Word of God, reading the Word of God, get consumed by the Word of God. Uh, it can make that better a reality. Hmm. So on the, even if I'm in the, some people say I'm in a very comfortable place. I'm in the comfortable place, I'm doing okay. But still they uh, wake up every morning. They still, they struggle for the part of life. They go to work, they produce. They, they still like, you go, you go to education. So you are in the good place, but you always pursue something else. Sure, sure. Because it's our nature. So would you say this uh, this pursuit of something else, would you say that that has to do more with the transformation of reading the Word of God or the Bible? Or would that be restoration? And, and what exactly would that mean in somebody's life to, to be transformed or to be restored in this context? You'll, uh, you'll, uh, you'll give it the, the opportunity to the way I mentioned before, to change your perspective, how you see things of life. 
Okay. And then uh, we will give you the opportunity uh, not only to change your perspective, but also to live guided by a new perspective of life, okay. uh, fueled uh, by the word of the living God. Or if you, uh, yeah, that makes sense. So, so um, you know, life might be good at certain points. Rough times are sure to come here and there. Uh, but having this new perspective will give you things such as peace and hope. Uh, that's and correct. That's, that's the transformation is that you couldn't really have that fulfilled before. Right? That's correct. Okay. So the word of the living God, even not only when the life is good, but even through the situation of life, even when uh, you feel down, even when you are uh, under uh, distress, or even when life doesn't make sense anymore. Here we are people that I'm trying to figure out life. And there are people that they say, nothing makes sense anymore. Mm -hmm. How you allow the spirit of the living God, how you allow the order of the living God, to use you, your vessel, or to to you to open up a, a channel of communication to a lost person to say there is hope. Mm, that's a good point. So the order of the living God, the Bible, has that power to do that. He's the only one that can change your life. Okay. Change your perspective. Uh, change uh, your temporary stage and change your eternity okay so that makes sense yeah it's the only the only uh, the only venue and uh, some of uh, the things says like uh, the word of the living god is also not only give you knowledge understanding reason new perspective mm. new hope is also the the authority that will allow you to enter for the eternity and the presence of the Almighty God. So you see, like if you allow the word, why should I believe in the Bible? Why should I believe that this is the word of God? Uh, why should I change my perspective? You say if you give that chance. Give that chance to the Word of God to take a shape, to enter into the depths of your soul, mm. to transform you, to change your uh, how you see life around you. He will allow you one day for you to enter in. So in order for us to enter in, in heavens, or to enter in the presence of the Almighty God, we have to allow the presence of the Almighty God to enter side of us and our depths okay. so there's only the enters of the presence of the almighty god in our depths is through the word and it says Very in the beginning goes the word in the beginning so so somebody who who reads the word in the bible um would you consider them uh, if they believe in everything that was, is what a christian would be by definition um Actually, I wanted to say thank you for uh, putting this question up here, yeah. because uh, and, uh, the way I see things, sometimes uh, people say go with the flow. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it's okay to go against the flow. On uh, when we talk about the the survival of your life, of your eternity, of your soul, uh, we have to be something heavy mm-hmm. that will uh, encapsulate you, and the word of God will will, will be the the drive to encapsulate you and to give you that uh, desire to understand the difference between being a Christian and being a follower of Christ. Okay. okay. I try to make a distinction be- because uh, maybe in the times that we live, we put a, a, a logo, we brand ourselves. I read the Bible and I'm a Christian but I see, uh, whatever we call ourselves will not help us, will not change our perspective. Because you see, I had a pers- perspective about how I approach a situation in life. Mm-hmm. So this is my whole perspective, the way I wanted to deal with that situation in life. So now, it comes the Word of God. I'm reading the Word of God. The Word of God wants to change my perspective. Mm-hmm. I call myself a Christian. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm not a follower of Christ. Okay. It's like, a, I don't know if it makes sense. I'm trying to say, you know, what you read or what I read will never define at the level of logic or intellect or understanding. I see, I see. If that word that I read doesn't change my perspective of life, doesn't uh, transform me. And uh, I deal with the same situation before I was exposed to the Word of God. So before I was a Christian, I deal a certain way mm-hmm. to a situation of life. Now I read the Bible, I profess Christianity, but when I deal with the situation of life, I still deal with the old way of dealing. So you see, I am a Christian, I profess, I confess to people I'm Christian, but the way I deal is my old perspective. So that means the word never transformed me. The, the word never changed my life. Hmm. Okay. So I speak the way I used to speak before. I deal the way I used to deal before. I treat people the way I used to treat them before. But now because I'm a Christian, I put a smile on my face. It's like that's supposed to make someone better because I'm, I have a smile on my face. So uh, calling ourselves a Christian doesn't by default transform us into a follower of Christ. Okay, okay. Now, uh, if we become a follower of Christ, the word of God say, those that love me, those that follow me, they obey my commandments. Simple. It's so simple that even the Word of God said that even those with not much understanding, they'll never get lost. So here comes, you know, the the, the situation of life. Uh, we see uh, people that they have all degrees in education and understanding of life, and they are lost. True. And here comes someone that doesn't know much about the understandings of life and he's found 
Because mm. why? Because he really opened himself up or herself up to the world of the living God, to change your perspective. So I'm trying to say a, a true uh, transformation uh, doesn't start to the outside imagination of the people. It goes deeper inside of us. Okay. So I believe a, a, a true transformation, a maturity in Christ, as a follower of Christ, is going to start into the depths of our soul. Very deep level. At the deep level. Very deep level. So sometimes, you know, like uh, when you see something or even when you read, so I'm reading something here, so I'm reading to the, my power of the eyesight. When it comes, the information through my eyes, it goes through my mind to understandings. And then I, I try to make sense of what I'm reading. Sure. If we expose ourselves to the living word of God, when your eyesight is controlled by the soul, hmm. when you read, it doesn't come here no more. It comes here. It comes into the depth of your soul. So now from here, it comes up and it's changed the way you see. So you see, that's the only, the only, uh, the word of God is the only one. Hmm true living source of life that can make a transformation from inside out. So on uh, all these uh, things that are around in the time that we live in, through uh, different revelation manifestation, things of life that uh, people emphasize so much in the outside appearance. Mm -hmm. So, but God looks inside. So a lot of people, they bypass that. They say, oh, God, look inside. Yeah, God, look inside. If God look inside, why so much emphasize on what is outside? Mm, because, you know, you want to be, to look good around your surroundings. But I see when God speaks to you, he speaks into the depths of your soul. Mm. And then from the depths of your soul comes a, a, a a situation that will transform even your surroundings. So when we try to our surrounding to transform us, the Lord say, "Open yourself up to my word, that my dwelling abide in you, and from inside of you is going to come to the surface the power of the living God, the Spirit of the living God that will transform your surroundings." So this is another like what we are as a Christians. We are a people that. Uh, try to use our surroundings to change people's life or uh, we try to activate the inner soul the inner the inner being the spirit of the living God comes inside of our dates that might have the power to, to change our surroundings right right that makes sense so actually like yeah you know was um, can you want to be a Christian yeah anybody can be a Christian Anybody be whatever they honor to be? Mm -hmm. we, we, we call names, say, people say, you know, but the point I'm trying to make to say is that it's not what we call ourselves, it's what God calls us. So if we look at it from uh, that perspective, we see we see a lot of things online of, uh, of, can anyone be a follower of Christ? Which you said, yes, anybody can be a follower of Christ, but What's kind of something that can encourage people or help them understand better? Because some people think that they're so far gone or they have uh, 
committed things in life that they feel that God wouldn't want them anymore. But then we're here on this podcast saying, look, anybody can be a follower of Christ. That's correct. So would you be able to expand on that? Somewhere? Yes, yes. Uh, anyone can be a follower of Christ. Sometimes when, uh, when life happens, when the situation of life happens, when people are down, when people are hurt, when people are broken, uh, the reason they sometimes they feel that there is no more hope is because uh, the outside surroundings that make a level. So now the level of someone's brokenness is not based on the reality of that brokenness based on the word of God, but is based on what the people around it um, make of it. So now now say I have no more hope but the words say you have hope some people say uh, you have no chance but the word in telling in saying that we have a chance uh, some people say you are uh, behind redemption the words say I can be redeemed mm. uh, people will say you cannot be a follower of Christ but the words say whoever believes in me you should not perish but have everlasting life so here comes the way I just mentioned in the, in the question above, uh, the situation of life that can mold us, that they can really influence our uh, our life. Mm -hmm. So inst instead of uh, of uh, being a, a follower of Christ, we become followers of a system, or followers of, of of a church, of a denomination, of a club. Some people say. Uh, Oh, you should see what's happening, the action. I'm not that familiar with the actions. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to see action, you go to a uh, rock and roll concert, people stay a week in advance. That's true. You know, and there's no the spirit of the living God to keep them in advance one week for a show. Who give them the strength and the power? Who, who give them that power to, of the action? Mm -hmm. So you see, I'm less impressed of actions, of outside actions. But I really love to see the, the hand of the Lord working in someone's life into mm -hmm. these depths. So uh, we tend those actions to open ourselves up to them. And they mold our, they influence us, they mold us. And now uh, we are to be a follower of Christ in truth. But we have to be on the levels acceptable what's norm mm. as a humanity what's norm on this world how a church should function properly so you see uh, denomination churches they don't function based on the word of God they function what's proper mm. as a norm right so this is like things that I pray to God to help us down the road to really to go more deeper into these uh, topics to let people know that we cannot be impressed by an outside actions yet our inner is damaged we are suffering inside that's true and um, and when we're kind of talking about hope and transformation I mean this provides a brand new perspective like you said to to look forward to but not only just to look forward to, but to also desire, you know, and that's kind of where uh, the redemption comes in. 
Amen. Christ died on the cross to redeem us. That's correct. So, you know, people always ask, you know, this is my Savior, this is my Redeemer, you know. Uh, but our next question, you know, kind of follows up on all these topics. It says, how does someone know if they're really saved? You know, people oftentimes ask themselves, how do I know if I'm really saved? What does it exactly mean to be saved in the context that you are aware of your own safety and salvation? Uh, that question, um, how do I know if I'm really saved? Uh, when you allow the Word of God to comfort you mm-hmm. and to speak to you, and uh, the Word of God is the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, the truth of God will comfort you. And if you genuinely, sincerely come to the Word and believe, right? and believe yeah. say, you know, the Word will give you the confidence. Mm-hmm. that no matter what you are in the embrace of the almighty God in Jesus name um, why I'm saved you recon- I, I recognize I, I fail many times mm-hmm. uh, I disappoint many times I'm weak many times but my faith is that I'm not saved by my weakness mm-hmm. by my disappointments I'm saved by the grace and by the mercy of the Almighty God. That's right. Uh, he died for me at the cross. He laid down his life that we might live. And one time I, I say that he, he that was born from the Spirit, Jesus Christ, the Word of the living God. In the beginning goes the Word, the Word of God. The Word, the word was with God. He became flesh and lived among us, full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. So here, he that was born from the Spirit. He came. He didn't have to, but he came from heaven above. And he, he, he died on the tree. He died on the cross. Right. For, for, for me, for you, for the humanity that, was, that are being born in the flesh to give us the opportunity to live by the Spirit. So that living by the Spirit will give you the confidence that you are safe. Mm, okay. Not in the not in merits, because no one merits. Right, right. Say um, we all for sure fall short of the glory of God. So and this is another word on the on the scripture that is, is a very strong word. It says that uh, if we uh, hundred percent complete everything that is written in the Bible if you obey everything and if you do everything that is commandment the co- commanded and even that is in the Bible mm-hmm. before the Almighty God we are still like a dirty rug so you can't be perfect on this world you can no how hard you try that's correct so here comes uh, the grace of God the mercy of God and uh, people say uh, if the grace of God is upon me the mercy of God is upon me why do I have to still believe mm-hmm. because there's uh, opening doors yeah and I, th- I think that's a good point of kind of going into this next question because I think you're gonna you're gonna answer it all accidentally but I'd like to ask it so the so the viewers are aware of what we're going into and that is uh, why is grace and mercy important uh, now we skipped over a question but we'll come back to that one 
but I think this is a good this is good to talk about at this moment. Uh, and why is grace and mercy important? You know, what does that mean exactly for somebody who is new to the faith or doesn't believe and is still learning or interested? What what does that exactly mean? To have grace and mercy in your life. The grace and the mercy are uh, not only important. Mm-hmm. They are life-giving attributes revealing to humanity who God is. Through grace and mercy, God is revealing to humanity who He is. And uh, this can go to many other different questions because uh, the words say that uh, the everlasting love, the steadfast love of the Almighty God. Mm-hmm. And then there come people questions say, if the everlasting love and the steadfast love of the Almighty God is upon humanity, why these things are happening? Mm, right, right. And uh, we have to allow the Spirit of the Living God to grow us and to guide us and to teach us and to the maturity to understand the mysteries of grace and the mercy of the Almighty God revealed upon the humanity. Because uh, on our eyes it might seem something that is a part of life that is not that beautiful or something or Mm -hmm. more painful. And uh, we try to to understand it and say, why? If God is full of grace and mercy, why do I'm going through what happens in my life? Right, that's a question. So this is the reality of life. And then uh, reading the world, I remember when uh, the man of God, he was under captivity. Another good question, you know, if you are a a child of God, Mm -hmm. if you are a man of God, why you are in captivity? Mm -hmm. On the truth shall make you free. That's true. So some people say uh, like uh, the truth shall set you free. Well, the truth shall make you free and even I'm trying I like to to work with words mm. so I try to make is there a distinction between to make someone free and to set someone free so now if he makes you free even in captivity you can act like a free man mm. Mm. but uh, here the man of God back to the point man of God a warrior of God and he was in captivity and he was hiding in the wine press for the from his uh, captors to produce something and here comes the angel of the Lord here comes from heaven above the way he was hiding in the wine press and here comes he has a revelation with heavens mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the revelation, the word spoken, the angel of the Lord, say, mighty warrior, do not be afraid, God is with you. So here, he's in captivity. He's hiding in the wine press. And here comes the word saying, God is with you. So now the man of God, 
the way we are exposed many times to ask questions mm -hmm. because the words say something and then the life is happening something else so here comes how you bridge that how you bridge the hope that comes from the word of god to someone living with no hope and here the man of god and the angel of the lord and they have a communication and now in the reality of life the man of god he realized what he is he heard the word from the angel telling mighty warrior god is with you mm. so now i believe like in humbleness and humility this guy saw the reality man i'm here captive i'm hiding i'm hiding in the wine press i'm working here and he, he, he told the angel i understand what i say but if god is with me why i am here mm, so you see this is the this is the reality of life that we are exposed to ask questions when it's okay to ask questions sure actually we should ask questions and then the story continues but i uh, i try to make that point that mm -hmm. the lord will say i'm with you and then you go through deep waters you go to turbulence waves of life and as a human if that man of god that saw the power of god we don't see angels every day you don't have encounters the way some of our ancestors encountered the power of god physically right, right and if they had that question and they they quit they ask sure you told me you told me god is with me but why this happened to me mm -hmm. you got it so you try to understand that is the reality of life and is the reality of the word of the living god by the power of the word of god and by the power of his holy spirit we can make that bridge if you allowed ourselves to become that bridge mm -hmm. to tell people because uh, here comes the deceptions and the manipulation of life and they will come and they will pressure you and say see the word say god is with you you are here you have no hope and now it comes back to the other previous question where the belief comes mm -hmm. where my trust in god comes from can we when you have victory when you feel like everything goes your way everything is okay we just put our box of saying yeah god is with me more victory it's easy what yeah. do you actually what do you need to believe that's right why you need faith mm -hmm. when everything comes yeah it's true why you need faith for yeah if you know but now when you had the plan you put your trust in the lord you went through a situation of life and now you are hurting mm. now someone is pummeling you someone is destroying you how you act then mm -hmm. then is the situation when you can prove your trust and your faith in god saying no matter what i i remain in the hands of the almighty god I remain okay, yeah yeah I, th i think that i think that goes into the next question too um how can i learn to trust in god is one of the questions how can how can someone sit there and hear you know trust god you know uh, you're in the palm of his hands but how can they learn to really 
know this and be assured of it and to have that peace that, that people desire, that they can trust in God. So anything that, that life brings them, throws their way, that if they're trusting in something that they don't have to really necessarily worry about and take control of themselves, right? Yeah, the, how, how can we trust in, in God? The trust, the belief, mm -hmm. the faith. We are called to uh, a new perspective of life, to a new understanding. So uh, how can we trust in the Lord in the midst of our failure? Put it that way, right, right. failing. Uh, in the midst of our distress, in the midst of our pain, how can we trust in the Lord? And uh, I do believe that the, the Holy Spirit, the power of the living God, the power of the world, will give you the answer. Because in the, in the midst of your turbulence of life, the comfort that comes inside of you from heaven above over overweight the outside pain pain mm -hmm. or whatever situation we have so here comes the the is also a fight is a true fight when it comes about trusting in the lord it's a true fight how i can trust in the lord it comes to the point Understanding life, mm -hmm. understanding the reality of life. When you go through the subject of trust, you understand that in life we have situations. It's part of living. But our trust in God have to trans translate from this temporary stage to eternity. Mm -hmm. So, I do believe that. Even our forefathers, that they went through situation, even they went through martyrage, they went to, to brutal things of life. Mm -hmm. Yet, one step before their death or their martyrage, they were smiling. Mm -hmm. They're trusting God because they say, you know, I live on this earth. I was in pain. I was in suffering. I was beat, beat up. Some Christians were thrown to the lions. And the more they, they abused them, the more they came. Because they say, man, mm. it's time for us to go home. They understood that they are connected to heaven. So this is how can we trust God? Understanding that you are connected through Christ, through the cross, through the blood, through the sacrifice, with heavens. Everything that is around us, you understand, is a temporary phase of life. Mm -hmm. We go through this temporary phase of life, raining or sunshine, for better or for worse. Things are happening of, of life. Right, right. It's the, uh, the natural thing of life. But I tell people, do not let the natural thing of life to overweight the eternity. Do not, do not let the temporary thing of life to overweight the things that will never change after you enter into the eternity. So I trust in God. Mm -hmm. I put my hope in God. Um, but we say, 
uh, why? Why you trust in God? You know, just renounce. And uh, they try to come with deceptive schemes to take your faith away, to hit at your belief, to make you renounce your trust in God. Mm -hmm. But if you are out back to the Word of God, back to the Bible, back to the living Word of God, because I try to make us a disclaimer, even to the people that are listening even down the road. Uh, you read the Word, doesn't matter what version. People even, they are fighting version, version, mm -hmm. different yeah. translation and version. Whatever version you read, or I read, if it doesn't transform your life, you'll be relevant to your salvation. That's a good point. That's a good point. Come to that. So when I say that, uh, reading, why should I read the Bible? Because you'll, you'll be the, the opportunity to open yourself up to hear the living word of God. Mm -hmm. So, when you read it, become part of who you are. You'll transform you. And you'll give you a shape and the form that, and you'll bring it to a level of trust. That it doesn't matter what happened. You'll never waver. You'll never give up. You have to worry. You, know? you have to worry, you say. Yeah. And then, like the man of God say, if I live, I live for Christ. And if I die, I die in Christ, mm -hmm. and I'll be with Him. If I live, I'll be with you. Glorify the name of Christ. If I go, I go to be home to my Father, to my Savior, free to my forever. Free forever. Eternity. There you go. So, yeah. and uh, but we try to let people know that mm -hmm. uh, during the temporary stage of life due to the things that are happening in life, we are exposed. We are expo exposed to ask questions. Mm -hmm. We are exposed to, uh, at times, even to question ourselves. Just, who, who, who I am? We try to figure out life, and then, and then we never figure out, what's my purpose in life? Mm -hmm. why, why I am here? What, what can I produce, or what can I do? What can I, what, what's the meaning of all this? Is, is there a meaning behind this? Is there a purpose behind this? And all these questions will be answered. Mm -hmm. How we trust in God. And then, and then in, the, in the midst of the turbulence of life, in the midst of wars, in the midst of trials, God will always be there next to you. Because Jesus say. I will never leave you. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of that, you will never walk alone. The enemy comes to snatch out the faith, the belief, the trust, and say you are lonely. No one understands you. No one cares for you. Now you go back to the world, and they will say, Jesus died for us. God loves us with everlasting love. He loves so much the humanity, the world. They say that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. So here we are trying to figure out the love of God. Here we try to figure out the grace and the mercy of the Almighty God. But 
trying to make a distinction and all these questions and what we try to figure out if we approach them in the, in the physical like in the physical realm of understanding through our logical intellect it might not, it might not make sense to us because we need to open ourselves up to the depths of the spirit and then the spirit will allow us to understand the spiritual aspect of our life yeah i i agree and um i think it's a perfect segue into kind of looking at things from an inverse perspective you know so we see uh you become a follower of christ you read the bible the word of god that's you know more important and different than any other book you that's know? correct and you realize that you have within you a soul that is now saved amen and when we get to that point you know we kind of look again at the inverse of things you know about eternal punishment eternal uh, hell or damnation as people say and so if we look at it from this perspective my physical belief the logical thinking of, of an unbeliever your physical belief you know sends you to eternal life you know what about your physical sin something that you know you commit in two seconds somebody could could sin in, in a matter of seconds minutes and why would that why would that or how would that send them to an eternal punishment yeah, uh, this is a very, uh, very good question. It's a very deep, deep question. I think it might be our deepest question of the it's night. A deep question, and uh, actually, on uh, I had a message, you know, a few weeks back, and uh, during the message, you know, I spoke a few words, and uh, I said, "It is fair. Mm-hmm. It is fair that uh, in our temporary expression of life, someone might live." A year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 100 years. For the eternity, 100 years is still a blink of an eye. So I asked this question in my message. It is fair for the salvation of our soul. It is fair for the eternity of our soul to be decided on the blink of an eye. So here we are, an expression of life in a physical realm that is just like a blink of an eye that that blink of an eye that expression of our physical expression of life that we live in can decide our eternity mm-hmm. forever Interesting. that will never change yeah, yeah. so uh, I approached that you know uh, even be- I didn't know that this is gonna question gonna come up but as I say this was few weeks back I say it is fair mm-hmm. And then, when I was meditating, I say, you know, I know that if that God does, that's the purpose. God did not just step up from his throne and take a walk, you know. If that he does, he does with a purpose. And the hands of the Almighty God is the entire creation. He created all things. He's the God of all. And, and all expressions of life pulls from God their existence. If something exists, it's because God allowed it to exist. So, I say, here we are, a blink of an eye, like an existence of a temporary stage in our eternity. And this temporary stage will, will affect our eternity. It is fair. Hmm. It is fair, my physical sin, what to lose eternity 
to lose salvation, eternal punishment, or questions, deep questions that people are struggling with. They say that, uh, and when I was meditating at these things, I say that, uh, you know something, to be born, Jesus one time said, just let's take a few words back. Jesus, in one of his discussions, he talked to the disciples and to the people listening to him say, I know where I came from. And I know where I'm going. Mm. But he told them, say, but you don't know where you came from. And you don't know where you're going. So that one just took me back for a second. I say, does mean we came from some place and we go somewhere because Jesus say I know where I'm that's right I came from and I know where I'm going and because of that it not nothing no matter what happened mm -hmm. I'll obey my father I'm releasing the word that he bestowed upon me the fullness of God was in Christ no matter because I know where I came and I know where I go and here that very temporary stage of this expression of life 33 some years and then he was crucified. So it is fair for us to live a temporary, very short temporary stage of our life while living this temporary stage. Imagine beside living this temporary stage of life, dealing with life, struggles, family, education, children, job. So we have to, first of all, it's short. Mm -hmm. Now you have to deal with all these su surroundings that oppress our life. Yet still, it can decide your eternity. Right. And what are you going to be forever? And then I, I, I thought, I say, you know, being born on this earth is the biggest blessing that someone can receive. Because by being born on this earth, by being born on this temporary state of life, it will give you a chance to die. Mm. So you might be able to live forever. So this might be a little too deep, but uh, I do believe. Interesting, yeah. Uh, for our presence on this earth is designed, appointed by God. By taking the shape and by being born on this earth, God give us the opportunity to die, that we might live forever. Mm. Eternity, when God created, and His grace and His mercy, and His love, He presented the first humankind, Adam. He presented in the sixth day of creation, to the whole creation, say, this is the humankind, the one in my image and likeness. He was not in the temporary stage. He was there for the eternity and the presence of the Almighty God. Uh, it says that God comes in the cool of the day, spend time with Him. So now maybe some people might think that I'll take you too far. But if we are right now here in this studio, and here comes the Prince of God, for that second, here is the eternity. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, it's good points. Because uh, on the prince of God is the eternity. Right. 
So uh, that's why like people say, you know, like, oh, I feel the glory, the presence is fine, you know. Did you feel the power of transformation in your life? That glory brings, that the presence of God brings to you. Because when it comes, it comes the eternity. So you see, sometimes, you no, know, we strive through eternity, yet the eternity is knocking out the whole door. Hmm. Yeah, right. Accept me. So it is worth, it is worth. Uh, how our physical sin affects our uh, punishment, our eternity? It comes back to trust in God. Recognize that we, we are short of His glory. Recognize who we are. He knows our weakness, but He wants us to recognize Him even in our weakness. I think that's good, um, good to pivot to the last question of the night. Recognizing Him, understanding Him. Amen. You know, we talked about the Bible, reading the Bible. Yes. We talked about... Uh, Christ, salvation, believing, but there's something that we need to cover. I feel it's essential uh, point of being a follower of Christ, or as today called Christians, you know. Yes. Is praying, you know, praying is a kind of a direct channel and communication, as many people know, to to pray to God. People will pray to saints. People will pray to other idols, but praying to God, praying to Christ through the Holy Spirit, doing these things to Amen. to in a way unlock things in your life to enable uh, something as far as a communication streamline to our creator um, is a very essential point and even may be considered a task and so that comes down to you know how often should someone pray and and what should they be praying for in this occurrence of prayer and the, the word the word teaches us and he guides us and tell us uh, pray without ceasing. Right, right. So now we're gonna go into the the depths of this world. Pray without ceasing. And that's what the Bible says. Yeah? Yes. Pray without ceasing. Uh, there's power in prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, prayers is part of our worship. When we pray before the Lord, we worship unto the Lord through our prayers. And uh, even the disciples, they asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. The question you asked today was, how often shall we pray? Mm-hmm. Pray without ceasing, pray all the time. How to pray? Right. And Jesus telling us how to pray. And the Lord's Prayer is one of the most uh, readable or uh, known prayers that are uh, Everybody knows the Lord's Prayer. So, on the on the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus is uh, teaching us how to pray, He reveals the entire purpose of life for mm-hmm. me. When I took the Lord's Prayer, starting with Heavenly Father, God Almighty, Heavenly Father, who art in heaven, recognize it, recognize mm-hmm. that you have a everlasting Father, Heavenly Father. So here comes, you recognize God. You recognize that God is your Father. And here, your kingdom come, your will be done. Mm-hmm. 
understanding that the kingdom of God, the spiritual kingdom of God, the eternity comes through the will of God. The will of God is revealed by the word of God. You see how is the connection? Yeah. Right. So now, your kingdom come, your will be done. So now, I want the kingdom to come. I want the eternity to come. I want the will of God to be, to, to be done. Kingdom come, will be done. The will is revealed by the word, by the living word of God. So, this is why, like, sometimes we as humans, we are uh, functioning and we love, like, the kingdom, the power, all the, the, the perks that comes with the name kingdom, mean like strong and everything else. They say, your kingdom come and your will be done. And I do believe that the revelation of the kingdom, of the eternity, of the strength of the Almighty God, comes by the power of His will, revealed by the authority of His word. And then, uh, and the Lord's Prayer is all the aspects of our life. Give us this daily bread, mm -hmm. feed us, and forgive us our trespassing the way you forgive those that trespass against us. Right, right. So I see in, in, in few verses through the Lord's Prayer encapsulates the entire purpose of life through the eyes of a believer, through the eyes of a follower of Christ, understanding that uh, He forgives us. He died for us. He forgives us. He cleans us. Your will be done, forgive us, and then the requirement of God's will revealed through the commandments of the world, the way we forgive those that trespass against us. So uh, we forgive because we are forgiven. Uh, pray without ceasing, a life of prayer. And then from there, uh, people classify it like we're going to pray one hour a day, two hours a day, three hours a day. Yet even if you pay three hours a day, you still cease after three hours. Right. And still do other things. So you see, how are you gonna make up with that pray without ceasing? That means pray 24 seven. Pray without a ceasing, pray, pray, pray. So for me, a life of prayer is like, if that you do, recognize God and all of your ways. Mm. Pray without ceasing. From in inside of you, in your mind, have God before you all the time. You drive the car, you pray. Yeah. You're working, you pray. We're doing this uh, podcast, still praying, help me, Lord. You are my Father. Open my mouth, give me some words. Help me to ask for some question so make it a life of prayer pray without ceasing this is the way i see it i agree i agree this is the way i see it. like pray without ceasing yeah, like I agree. yeah I, th I think that's i think it's uh, a great answer to a great question you know um that's something i kind of wanted to add in there uh before we move into conclusion uh you mentioned in uh, the lord's prayer uh Jesus says, forgive us of our trespasses. Yes. This is the Son of God. 
Yes. The only human that can even come close to being quote unquote perfect, you know. As we talked in a previous point before, sub point, where we said, um, before God, no matter how perfect we strive to be, how perfect we think we are, we'll always be that dirty rag before God. You know? Yes. So even if, if Jesus himself is praying, acknowledging to forgive us all, forgive me, nobody's perfect, and nobody ever will be perfect, besides okay. the Father, right? Amen. Who's in heaven. And that's why we should pray to him, Amen. you know, with him every day, without ceasing, you know, uh, embark on every journey in life and and every single opportunity that we have in life, thank God for it, pray uh, to God for it, re um, recognize Him. Amen. You know, and then understand, you know, through His grace and mercy, we, we can we can really trust. You know, we can really we can really uh, feel peace and hope. Amen. And that's what all these questions are kind of highlighting. You know, these these curiosities, or even for believers, doubts. You know. Amen, amen. And it's uh, it's never wrong to go back to the the Word of God for a reassurance. We should go back. You know, there's nothing reassurance. wrong with that at nothing all. Nothing wrong. You know? we yeah, it's actually, <laughs> we should. Yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely and, uh, nothing wrong with that. When it comes down in the uh, as a um, humility. Sure. Because you mentioned like Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, and He says that in another part of the world uh, of the world of the Living God, He says that. God put his fullness on him. Mm -hmm. So here, and then in another word, another part, it says that even though he, he was God, he did not consider himself as God. Mm -hmm. And he humbled himself when he came down to save us. Yeah, yeah. And to die a shameful death. That's why God raised him up and gave him the name above all other names, the authority and the power about everything else. Mm -hmm. Everything is in the name of Christ. Everything is in the hands of Christ. So, the humility that Christ show us, He should help us we to start humbling also. Mm -hmm. Good example. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. We, we follow Christ. You mentioned about following Christ. Mm -hmm. So, if we there's not like I try that to that push about Christianity being a Christian or being a believer. I'm a Christian or I'm a follower of Christ. I didn't try to just I try to make sense of this, you know. Because if I say that I'm a follower of Christ, but I don't follow Christ through my life. That means it's just I'm a just empty vessel. I'm just a, 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 a vessel that makes noise. There's nothing behind it. Sometimes you see, like, uh, uh, some people, they used to, used to be, like, in the, in the style, you know, to have these uh, cars, muscle power cars, with all the exhaust, you know. And uh, you're talking about somebody maybe spending, you know, maybe thousands of dollars to have an exhaust, an engine, mm -hmm. a, a, a true one. And make a noise, you know. But then you see people they have like a broken car and they patch a couple of holes into that exhaust right, right. to make a noise. Uh, we can punch holes in our the way you believe, the way you uh, we can make noise. But if the authenticity, humbleness, mm -hmm. the will of God, 
is not there, we can call ourselves whatever name we want to call. Mm. And even I want deeper one time when I say, it's kind of irrelevant how we call ourselves. But it's very relevant how God is calling us. Mm. I think this That's good. is a good conclusion. <laughs> I think it is too. Praise God. Well, we're all out of questions. I hope that anybody uh, listening to this podcast, either live or later on, yes. uh, found some value in this podcast and, and the answers to these questions have uh, brought you some enlightenment or some reassurance yes. to understanding the truth for what it is and not how a person could perceive it, but for what it truly is yes, according yeah. to the word of truth. And um, thank so, you, Mike, for inviting me to this podcast. Th- thank you, Noah, for pleasure. being part. Uh, thank Absolutely. you for being part of this podcast. And uh, if you want to, uh, if you not much to ask, maybe you can uh, uh, read just the questions one more time for the sure, sure. So the questions that was discussed today. So, so the questions that were discussed today on our podcast, uh, the Express Thoughts. Uh, I'm going to read them. There's eight questions. Uh, feel free to write them down. Um, you might need to pull them up after the podcast. So feel free to write them down and do your own further studies. Uh, but here from question one is, from an unbeliever's perspective, why should they believe in the Bible? Question two is, how is it different from any other book? Question three is, can anyone be a Christian or rather a follower of Christ? Question four is, how do I know if I'm really saved? Uh, question uh, five is, why is my physical sin worth an eternal punishment question six is why is grace and mercy important question seven is how can i learn to trust in god question eight our last question is how often should someone pray and what exactly should they be praying for amen this was uh was good questions was a uh, good topics and i pray that uh whoever will listen down the road and yeah. whoever listened uh, today Will, will be blessed. That's right. And the way you say, you know, uh, go back to the Word of God, read it, mm-hmm. pray, and uh, going forward, I invite you to. We can email questions. Yeah. Uh, down the road, we can be part of the podcast, you know, online or right. as a send you an invitation, even live on the studio to mm-hmm. join us. And then, uh, in closing, if uh, someone wants to get in touch, you know, and my, my personal uh, is Mike Ilway in all the social media. I don't know if you can see it here. Get in touch, something like this. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Mike Ilway, get in touch. If uh, someone wants to get in touch in the, in the ministry, part of it is the uh, Finnish worship, all the social media, and also we have uh, the website uh, finishedworship.com uh, we meet every Sunday at 10 for a worship service uh, we try to talk about the reality of life maybe there are many places that uh, we'll talk about rainbows and uh, unicorns but it's a time when you have to get serious that's right and I pray that God will help us to, in humility, to get close to the Word of God, to remain grounded into the Word of God, and to trust in God. Uh, 
if you go to the website you see that right on the fo uh, first page I, I, I put a word saying focusing on the things that matter the most and uh, what matter the most is the eternal life because it's going to be a day when uh, everything will stop back to the question number one the word of God becomes the promise the promise still stands and the Lord say that heavens and earth shall pass but my word will never return void mm -hmm. another, another another guidance towards the strength and the authority of the word of God so and this this is my my ministry email Mike at finishedworship.com you are free to contact me to ask questions to be part of what we do we invite you and it's a Saturday evening I want to say thank you I want to say thank you Noah for oh, yeah, uh, spending some time with, with me today and uh, Noah is getting very exciting because it's gonna have a big day pretty soon and uh, pretty soon we're gonna say welcome to the club <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's life it is, it's yeah. part of life that's right so uh, that's why like even Jesus when he pray we say on the cross by a few even Jesus when we pray he pray to the Father and say I'm not praying that you will remove them from this world but I pray that you will protect them from the evil one so uh, we live life we should live life because God allows us to live life but living life I'm trying to make that point as we live life do not let a living life to overweight your destination, mm -hmm. your eternity, your salvation, and your eternal life. May you have a, uh, a blessed rest of the evening. Yeah. May you have a blessed Sunday tomorrow. Enjoy your families. Enjoy to the places of worship where you go. But uh, remember one thing, focus on what matters the most. May God bless you, be blessed. Until next time, Mike Ilioy, The Express Stats, Noah Barger, signing out. Signing out. Thank you for the questions. It was a good question, good show. God bless you all. <laughs>